Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Hope Ahead. This is episode eight, where we're going to be talking about the next steps and just still trying to fix whatever it is, <laughs> figure it out and fix it, yes, right? Give us something to fix. Yeah, so welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll get started with the opening prayer and then get into it. So, dear God, thank you for today and thank you for just another opportunity to continue to share our story. And uh, we just pray that it brings glory to you and that we can reach out and support people that are going through similar things that kind of feel alone. Uh, we just pray that... Um, you use this podcast to bless those people and to glorify your name. All these things we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so in the last episode, episode seven, we talked about all the things we had tried because we were kind of on a break after the leap procedure. Break. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we were, we had to do like protected sex and everything yeah. and be careful. Yeah. Um, just due to the leap procedure. So, um, I had mentioned, you know, we tried the acupuncture and like the different things with that and eating, clean eating, cleaner lifestyle. I was seeing positive benefits in my mm -hmm. cycle. Um, Ryan was seeing some benefits, but probably not as outward or inward or however he was feeling as much as me. Yeah. But I mean, it was mostly status quo, I would say, within the variation of just my normal life up to this point. Yeah. It seems like. I mean, maybe there trying. was some actual stuff. Yeah. I was trying. Yeah. I wasn't going to uh, just de decide anything, nothing was working, but right. Right. it wasn't making such an improvement that it was but he's like, shocking or obvious. Or, yeah. 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 So after the leap, I had requested a three-month follow-up with my OB um, to do like another pap smear and everything. That's a little unusual. Um, normally, they do it at six months, but... I figured we've been waiting this long. Let's do three months because I don't want to get to six months and find out that bad cells have grown back. And so thankfully she was on board with that mm -hmm. and agreed to the three months. So that would be in August. And um, so we, she was also like when they did the leap, they did like the outside of the cervix, but then she also took like a bigger sample on the inside leading up into my uterus. It's called the Oz, the opening. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, there was no bad cells there after they had done that procedure, but she removed that area just in case, too, because they couldn't get a really good sample initially when they had suspected the high precancerous cells. So we were kind of on the path of, like, once we got to this three-month that we could try again, because originally my OB was okay with it. So how did you feel kind of leading up to knowing that we could try officially again after three months, like, were you nervous? Did you think it was a good idea? Were you any concerns about my health I didn't health have risk? any concerns. I think mostly I was excited about more sex. Yeah. Really, probably what it comes down to. No, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, um, I wasn't concerned, like, that it was going to be dangerous or, or anything, you know, if the, if the OB was on board with it and, you know, you were ready, I was ready, I, you know. 
Do you remember why it was not recommended? Um, mainly, well, for the cervix to be strong enough right, right after right. the procedure to yeah. hold Less the pregnancy. Less chance of a miscarriage. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, I figured if we got pregnant, then that was God's timing. And if right. not, then, like, then it's not. That was also, you know. Good so, perspective, yeah. yeah. So, because of we the three months we were, um, I went to the three-month appointment, and when she kind of examined me, she's like, you know, even though before she got the results back, she's like, it's not, it looks great. She's like, it's not looking quite where I would like it to. So um, she did kind of tell me to hold off and we were getting ready to go to Hawaii. This was that awesome vacation that we were able to go and mm -hmm. we're going to the rainbow state. So I, um, I knew I was going to be ovulating on the trip. And so even though, you know, my OB was like, still take it easy. I was like, I'm going to, let's go ahead and do it. And as long as yeah. he was on board, I was like, okay. So, yeah. and I, like I said, I mean, it's the rainbow state. We saw so many rainbows and um, so beautiful and it's a beautiful area. And, but, you know, kind of a separate note, I guess, too, we were in Maui and um, this is currently 23, August of 23 now where they've had that devastating fire. So do keep the mm -hmm. people of Maui yeah. in your prayers and, um, it's very heartbreaking, such a beautiful place to be destroyed, but you yeah. know that God is in control even in this time. So, mm -hmm. um, but even our opening scene that if you guys have seen, watched it over and over from that's a, from a sunset or sunrise in Maui. There in Maui. That's so, right. Yeah. Toward the end of the trip. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where we had visited all the places and all that was left to do was relax and watch the sunrise. That's right. Well, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be relaxing, but yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> Uh, so during this trip, though, I really started doing more of the temperature monitoring. Um, the, the I had heard about this before, but and I had tried it with the oral temperature, but then I got so fed up with it, probably back in 2020 or something, that it was never consistent, so I quit. But then in 2022, the acupuncturist really was encouraging uh, me to do it again, so I tried. I bought one of the pre-mom thermometers that then syncs with the app, which was very user-friendly but I still had to be consistent about the time that I woke up and did it, you know? So, but I did bring this on the trip with me and took it, but you're also kind of like a little stressed about the timing and travel temperature gets off. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think during, while we were on the trip, my results did come back from the three month um, pap and everything was fine, which was great. So mm -hmm. um, it gave me a little bit more peace of mind, but like I said, I probably put, a little more on this awesome Hawaii trip for trying to conceive than I should have. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys, if you've done this, you've been right there with me in the sense of um, wanting to do all the things and then realizing that it's still God's time, but we're going to try anyway. <laughs> right. So it was still a blessing of a trip. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, like you what you're saying, it can be, distracting a little bit mm -hmm. right having that in the back of your mind of like Definitely oh this to is going to yeah. be the thing yeah so it's this kind of not really debating with yourself but kind of having this back yeah. and forth of it's like i'm supposed to be having fun but then it might yeah. be the thing oh, and I you're preoccupied and yeah going yeah. back and forth like that so and that's understandable we're relaxing but then it probably did lead to like what if, yeah what if, yeah 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 so along with this um, beautiful Hawaii trip, we were also able to start planning a trip to Paris. Um, and we were going to try to go in October, but then 
something happened with his work schedule. So now we were shifting it to November and my birthday's in the month of November. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember October being a significant date in this time. So we get back from our time in Hawaii and I'm not pregnant. So we're now on the gut protocol and October stands out in the sense, like I said, because that was the last time I noticed any kind of like spotting before my period didn't always happen, but usually I would spot like one or two days before my period and then get full flow. So, but October was the last time that that had happened until recently this past May, I had it for one day. And so that was interesting because, you know, now I'm thinking we got my hormones a little bit more in check. Mm -hmm. Once again, moving towards the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to see the doctor in October um, for the six-month follow-up, but then that ended up getting pushed until November. And kind of like what he was saying with the leap, like they wanted you to wait at least six months, some places even say up to a year, in order, like he was saying, to make sure the cervix is strong enough. So November comes around, and unfortunately my cycle starts, so I can't see my OB. And the next time I could see her was going to be December because we were getting ready to leave for Paris. And so mm-hmm. we went on our wonderful trip to France, and that was so much fun. But once again, my temperature was, like, all over the place, all the travel, the time change, maybe a little stressed on the moment yeah. again. Yeah. You know? Well, just hard on the body in general to travel. I got and... sick at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your immune system is yeah. all out of work. Yeah, it's tough. Still wonderful, yeah. though. But um, it did make it it did kind of make it in the sense that it's like, okay, now we're through all these fun things and we're going back to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So back to reality. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had the appointment beginning of December and um, for that follow-up. And, you know, I did talk to her. I was like, do you guys do anything like cycle monitoring or um, to at least make sure things are good? Cause previously, I think even um, in October, they, before we were going to, like try to start again because she had discussed Clomid even before that appointment in December. Um, I was concerned. I was like, can we just make sure my hormones are still where they're supposed to be? Because, you know, I mean, those things can fluctuate. And getting older, I mean, I didn't know if something had changed. So I wanted to make sure everything was good. And they kind of were like, okay, but they did it and everything was fine. So um, we, I was denied kind of like, a chance to do monitored cycles with OB. So I had already been hearing about the NAPRO doctor, mm-hmm. which we've kind of mentioned previously. Um, and so I found one in downtown Houston. So like, since we said we're in Texas and I called to make the appointment, we're all excited. Yeah. We're like, Oh, we're going to get in in like January yeah. or something. And I remember you talking about it too, like bringing up the idea. Mm-hmm. And in our last episode, we talked a lot about all the things we've tried. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, when you first mentioned it to me, it was kind of like, okay, another thing we're going to try kind of pausing the pro- progression into IVF, which I was, the information I had, I thought that gave us yeah. the highest chances. Yeah, right? he, so, was, he was more invested in IVF initially because of mainly the, cause what, the information the stats, we had, to, data, right? right. So, yeah. so, you know, when you mentioned macro, I was for it, but I was like, I don't want to wait a year mm-hmm. like if it's gonna I think you had mentioned it might be a while to get in not sure not sure so we decided you know call and if it's soon enough whatever that was then we would do that but if it was a long way out 
and I think we had said something like a year, then it's like, well, maybe we're not supposed to wait. I don't fight for but it wasn't, but he's probably I didn't, right. Yeah, I, I think there was something like, because I didn't want to wait. Yeah. I didn't want to keep waiting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought... He was trying to be a little bit more practical. Yes, again. Yeah. yeah. And I think that with the odds and everything, and considering I'm 43 and you're 38, yep. it's, you know, I, I'm like, I don't think we have forever yeah, <laughs> to wait no, for type sure. of thing. So and, and that's part of where like some of our stress comes in. Yeah. And they're like, don't stress. And it's like, yeah. I'm trying to conceive is stressful. Yeah. So And it's even we kinda of joked about it before, but it's not even that we're too old to have a kid. Right. It's that our biological I mean we're yeah. we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> As it is. Like in the evenings we're like, man, Glad we don't have anything else to do yeah, tonight. Yeah, for those of you that have kids or you know have little ones right now or remember having that, you know what we're talking yes. about. Yes, I it mean takes I'm the energy. I'm a little not that I know what that kind of tired is like. I've never experienced it, but I've heard anecdotally from friends and family that have had kids, and you know some friends who've just been like, I was just tired for a year, yeah, you know, or whatever. And it's like you never really <laughs> catch up. You're prepared. Yeah, at least maybe a little bit more mentally, but yeah. but yeah, we're you know back to it. It's like didn't really want to wait forever. Yeah. So my kind of thinking was, if we could get into an Afro doctor within a reasonable amount of time, right. then then that was the way we should go. Yeah. And it you know kind of it still into. well it still was a while. It was. Um, I was actually really surprised that now that I've learned and I kind of mentioned, there's really not a lot of Afro doctors in the U.S. Total. Mm-hmm. And I think in the state of Texas, there's five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that number is growing if we've got some more that's moved here in the past year since I did the research. But um, so when I called for this office, it was six months out. So we yeah. were calling December of 22, and our appointment's going to be June of 23. So that was hard to swallow mm-hmm. because, once again, we're kind of on a hold. I mean, yeah. we're going to keep doing stuff. We're going to keep trying. Keep you know, practicing. keep practicing. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like in the sense, so that six-month appointment, you know, for um, checking my cervix to make sure that the bad cells were gone, everything came back clear. So my OB did discuss again after I asked her about, like, the trigger shot or if they could do cycle monitoring, and they said no. Um, she said, I can do Clomid again. And so I did keep that back in my mind. I'm like, okay. You know, and so then when we got delayed with the NAPRO doctor, I was like, well, shoot, let's go ahead and do a round of Clomid. January, though, um, he was going to be gone, so that kind of changed mm-hmm. some stuff. But one of the things with Clomid, and if you've ever done one of these drugs before, I think I've kind of mentioned, normally you do days five through nine of your cycle because it gives you the best chance to produce a mature follicle, like a mature egg. Um, but other professions or other doctors can do three through seven, so you get more uh, more follicles produced, but they're not as, as mature. mature. Okay. So that's where the, the can't – the chance of getting um, multiples can come into play because if it produces multiple um, follicles that hold the egg. So kind of like a quality versus quantity mm-hmm. timing thing. Yeah. Okay. And I guess depending on what you're dealing with, like whether it's sure. PCOS, endo, or you know how old you are, stuff like sure. that. So we're waiting again. Like we said, now that we have to, we know we have to wait the six months to see the NAPRO doctor. And I feel like this was just another time for God to be like, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still in control. Not your timeline. Deep breathe. But mine. Chill. Yeah. Yes. And that took me a little bit of time again. Um, because I think I had mentioned in the first one, it was like February of 
23, I had a breakdown in church. Mm. So, but, um, but you know, now, so we're leading into also with the keg is almost been a year that I've been, um, using it and we've gained a lot of really good information from this. We got new Apple watches to track temperature, you know, and that's been kind of like monitoring and everything. We tried mm -hmm. all these different supplements. Um, we're, I've had multiple procedures with like no real answers just yet. We're working towards that, doing acupunctures, the teas, supplements, stuff on our own. And I should have bought stock. We should have bought stock in pregnancy tests. So many so pregnancy many. tests. Yeah. Uh, boy, these people make bank off of people trying to get Seems like they do, right? So I also had gotten into doing the PDG strips from Prove, those tests for the progesterone metabolite in your urine instead of just going to the doctor for the blood test. It's still not entirely perfect um, because progesterone can fluctuate any time of the day, but they recommended you hold your urine for six hours, which that is exhausting <laughs> and so hard, especially if you have to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because then who wants to test their urine at like two yeah. in the morning, right? But, Blindly. Yeah. You don't know where you're reaching. <laughs> so I was so grateful Yikes. for the tool to have mm -hmm. this, but it just led to another frustration because either I didn't hold my urine long enough or it was also showing that I ovulated, but not a successful ovulation. But then I'd go into the office for like a blood draw and it would show that I had. So I didn't know what to believe or what not to yeah. believe. And once again, given information, but it wasn't helping me. It just yeah. left me frustrated. Yeah. So, um, you know, all the things that are available, like we've said before, are amazing. There's so many different strips out there, so much advice that's given and I've spent a lot of money on a lot of these things. Yeah. Not our money, but you know, yeah. um, I mean, investments. Yeah, like we talked about, it's the it was the the time, it was the emotion, yeah. it was the yeah. mental capacity and you know, not you know, financial is not the only resources that this is has taken up, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted to, you know, a lot kind of, of emotional yeah. Yeah, and as we progressed to this point of waiting for the NACRO and right. all these things, we had that talk of, you know, the finances is something to consider, but not yes. everything, yes. right? And, yeah. you know, when we, I think when we first started down this path of not IDF, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the presumption was it was going to be easier financially, it was going to be easier emotionally, it was going to be for easier mentally, no, than oh, okay. easier than, okay. like this okay. other path, right, okay. so okay. these are doing these other methods to try to get pregnant, right, right? Um, and, like monitoring you know, at home, you would think it's more in the privacy, you yeah. know, it wouldn't be as stressful if there was a, a boo-boo or something, but yeah. then it's, but it's even more, it's yeah. proven, you know, and it's, that it's a balance, right, if everything would have, if anything would have worked, it would have been great and all these mm -hmm. things but it's the slow add up of very mul a lot of multiple different things that you've tried that mm -hmm. have kind of taken a toll and added up so mm -hmm. you know now it's like when you try to balance what what all we've done with the options and it's like well did we really save anything right thing, right right yeah yeah and you know and after the miscarriage and finally starting to track stuff and everything it's it's been interesting, the progression, because I'm sure you guys have kind of done this, unless you jumped in real quick, but it was like the cheaper Premom LH strips to the clear blue, you know, and then um, checking more for like the, and the so the clear blue is the smiley face, and then going to the proof strips, because I found out about those, and those were a little bit 
more on the up and up, I guess, and they had all the extra things. But then now, I mean, like I've mentioned, the other devices. So, I mean, I've tried the Keg. I've had friends that have tried the Anito, the Ava, and the Mira. There's also the Obusense. The Temp Drop is a big thing. So, like I said, we do it with our watches on our wrist. But that's mm -hmm. the Temp Drop up on your um, upper arm. There's the Daisy, and that's a new one to me that I saw recently. And I'm sure plenty of other ones. So, we have all this wonderful technology available to us to use in our own home. But then we also have to make sure we interpret the data yes. correctly and not overwhelm ourselves and yeah. are able to still talk to our doctor without them thinking we're crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, my doctor's super sweet, but I definitely feel like I get a little judgmental from her in there whenever I'm mentioning these different things. And I can't blame her for getting a little judgmental, but at the same time, I'm like, don't completely. Yeah. I'm just trying to it's figure like out trying, something. Right. Yeah. We're trying to figure something out that, like we've talked about before, it seems like the OB and the RE were not completely willing to help us right. with. Right. They only so, had certain things that they were willing to do. The, yeah. That either they could do or yeah. were willing to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and mostly their you know, specialty, but they weren't really yeah. thinking outside of the box um, in that case. Right. At least for our experience. Yes. Yeah. Or no to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have the information on what else could be done. Right. Those kind of right. things. So, so um, the other tests that are out there too are the modern fertility, and there's another now an addition in the proof where they like will test your progesterone, your estrogen, your FSH, your LH, and it kind of gives you just a basis for where you're sitting at. Bianito also does that too, but sometimes like I've seen, I've heard from some of my friends, it's once again, a little too much information and they're not sure if they're reading it right. And did they take it at the right time of day? Mm. And so, um, but we also mentioned, and we're still going to talk about it, I think coming up in episode 11, but about Fertilisys that we mm -hmm. did, which is a company out of Greece, but they do, um, home collection sample stuff and they actually gave us some really good insights. So mm -hmm. I do still recommend them yeah. and check them out. So we're ending 2022, going into 2023 now of our trying to conceive journey. And God continues to show like his kindness mm -hmm. to us. And these are times when we're so grateful for his continued love, grace, and mercy to us. Mm -hmm. And really uh, being there for us, mm -hmm. for me. I mean, like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've gone on a walk and had conversations with God of like, why? Why does this keep happening? Mm -hmm. What else am I supposed to do? And he's so like patient with me and lets me vent my frustration out. Mm -hmm. And of course I have this wonderful guy to get to mm -hmm. as well. But I mean, I'm just so um, thankful to the Lord for being there for me, for us, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of conversations myself with, you know, others about mm -hmm. this topic and kind of talking about the podcast and things. Um, and really, it's the reality that we have God to lean on, mm -hmm. and we know that He's supporting us and helping us. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I want to imagine what this would have been like to go through without some knowing dark that times, He's there. Yeah, for sure. and it can, yeah, it can easily get as dark as it was, right? Yeah. But it can easily be pitch black. Yeah, you know, that's true. Essentially, so yeah. So our scripture we have for today is Ephesians 3, it's 16 through 19, but, and this is Paul talking, but, you know, I wanted to kind of pray over us and for you all that are listening, um, going through this trial or just any trial currently, it doesn't have to be um, fertility or infertility, 
but I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got you, right? Yeah. So um, going into this year of 2023 already, I mean, we're in August now, kind of still back telling the story. But so much has already happened and given us information. And God continues to be faithful. It's definitely mm-hmm. not what I thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. um, he still shows up. Yeah. So. But just kind of a quick follow-up with the procedure I posted on the Hope Ahead journey on Instagram. Um, we had the procedure this past Saturday, Friday, mm-hmm. a, week, a week from now, and we'll post the, this new episode tomorrow. But um, they did find stuff, so we will yeah. no longer technically have the diagnosis of unexplained, unexplained infertility. That's right. Such a lazy diagnosis. Which is exciting. It is and... exciting. It was very heartbreaking <laughs> to hear all the things, but so encouraging to be like there's a reason there's a reason that we haven't been getting pregnant um so so we hope to share that exciting episode about that i'm yes i'm excited to talk about yeah 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 so we hope you guys um have a great day we're going to close out in prayer and just thank you so much again for being our listeners and our followers and just joining with us again in this journey so Mm -hmm. dear heavenly father i just thank you for our listeners and our viewers once again And I just thank you for this opportunity for us to share our story, Lord, and really um, point others to you through all this heartache. And I just pray for everyone, including us going through this journey, that you would continue to encourage us and be present with us and give us wisdom and discernment in all these decisions that we need to make. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Bye. Bye.